Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And we've got a show for you today. We've got Dean Slider here today, and we're going to talk about fear. And I'm really excited he's here today because we could use some of this, you guys. Um, hey, I want to mention that's our new song that Dan Hughes out of the UK wrote for the show, High Road to Humanity. Hope you guys like it. I love it. I'm so excited we have our own song. So that's pretty cool. Hey, listen, I'm starting the show with uh, the... Uh, the temperature of humanity, and I pulled some stuff up here this morning, you guys, because life is getting crazy in our world. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, so I'm going to share a few things with you. Uh, protesters in the U.S. city of Portland called for Mayor Ted Wheeler's resignation on Monday during the 95th consecutive night of unrest since the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Now, police declared the assembly a riot and moved it to disperse uh, demonstrators with tear gas. Um, demonstrators marched Wheeler's residence with a ban banner, I'm sorry, reading resign. So Wheeler had warned of an escalation of violence after a shooting on Saturday in which one man died following a day of protest between supporters of President Donald Trump and counter protesters. It says Portland demonstrators demanding for police reform and racial justice have frequently clashed with law enforcement over the past 13 weeks. So that's what's happening in Portland. Now, I also pulled up, and this is real interesting, the mayor, Ted Wheeler, he's moving. <laughs> so it says the Democratic mayor of Portland, Oregon, is moving from his $840,000 condo to avoid rioters who have reportedly targeted the building. According to a report, Ted Wheeler wrote to neighbors in his building to say it would be best for me and for everyone else's safety. This is getting crazy, you guys. And peace for him to move from the building that rioters um, tried to torch on his 58th birthday on Monday. Wow. That's some scary stuff. Don't know what's going on there. Um, I do see that Trump visited Kenosha, um, Wisconsin yesterday. It says President Donald Trump stood at the epicenter of the latest eruption. And, you know, to see the devastation on television, you guys, of people rioting and burning people's businesses is, um, is really incredible. And he went out there. And the one positive that I de did see come out of this is that um, Trump says he's going to help these people rebuild their businesses. Um, so that would be nice to have somebody help them because this is just, uh, if I had a business there and they were tearing my business down that I worked on all my life and it was my livelihood, um, it would be awful. So what is the state of humanity? It's not so good today. I don't know what to say, you guys. Be aware. Get out there. Do something for your neighbor. Today we have... Dean Slider here today, and we're going to talk about fear, and what a great show this is. Hey, Dean, welcome to High Road to Humanity. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's great to be back, Nancy. I know. We were on my show when I first started this, High Road to Humanity, and I'm really glad you're back. Um, wow, what do you think about everything that's going on here? What's your, what's your take on humanity right now? Well, you know, when, 
when the 9-11 attacks happened in 2001, uh, yeah. and a lot of people knew me that I was, you know, a teacher of meditation, and I, I write books about this stuff, and, and they were asking me, and, you know, I was interviewed on a few shows like this, what, what's your take on this? How does this fit in with the worldview, with the practice of, of someone who's all about, you know, finding inner peace? And I said, you know, all the practices whatever spiritual practices, whatever meditative practices you've been doing, these are the times we've been practicing for. You know, yeah. this, this is what the stuff is for. It's the, the people who, who really pioneered these practices, people mm. like the Buddha and Jesus and Shankara in India and, and so forth, they came from parts of the world where horrific things were happening. And we've been very fortunate in the United States for the last several decades that for at least a, a whole lot of people, life has been relatively easy. So mm -hmm. this kind of stuff going on is is within the history of humanity is, is much more the norm. Fortunately, there are people who've come before us and who said, look, there are some things that you can do for mm -hmm. getting through this stuff, for dealing with it more effectively. And it's not hard. That's, that's the main thing that I try to show people. It's not as hard as you think. As you think. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff today. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah. Life is just getting really, really crazy. And, and I'm like you, you know, um, and you say so many cool things in this book. You guys, we're going to talk about this book today. It's called Fear Less, Living Beyond Fear, Anxiety, Anger, and Addiction. And if you're watching me on YouTube today, um, you can see me holding it up. Um, I'm sure we can pick this up on Amazon. Yes? Amazon.com? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, cool. Um, so... You know, what is something you can tell us? Everybody's staying home. Okay, so on top of everything that's going on, we've got the COVID. We're staying home. Um, my feeling is people need to go outside. What do you think? Yeah, that, that, that's one thing. First of all, let me, getting back to, to the, the book you were holding up. Yeah, the, yeah. The first, thanks for pronouncing the title right, because people yes, sometimes say fearless, and I'm not fearless. I don't know anyone that's fearless, and you, fortunately, you don't have to be. What, what you have to learn, it's, it's enough to fear less. It's enough to right. take the, the edge off of it. It's enough <laughs> to know that, okay, what whatever's the worst uh, upset I've experienced, we're past the worst. Things are, are getting better. Also, right. the subtitle, Living Beyond Fear, Anxiety, yeah. Anger, Addiction. We kind of yeah. ran out of room on the cover. We could have <laughs> kept going. We could have said depression, yeah. isolation, guilt, mm -hmm. shame, you know, all of that, uh, because it all comes from the same place. It all comes from basically feeling the fragmented, cut off heart. from from your wholeness, and there's ways to reclaim it. Now, as you say, excellent thing, get out there, sitting around, and coming from a guy who teaches meditation, who teaches people to sit, sitting around too much is not good. You, you've got to get out there. In fact, I actually have a whole chapter in the book about walking. Uh, right. And how how the just the physical setup of walking when your right arm swings forward, your left leg swings forward, when your left arm swings forward, your left 
whatever I just said, the other limbs. I know, and I, and I wrote that down. That's so funny you would say that because I, I, I have a little star. I put best thing for a marriage or a relationship yeah. is to walk together often as possible side by side. Yeah, yeah. And my wife and I do that, you know, COVID or no COVID, we walk together every day. And it happens to be the ideal time to talk about if you've got things that are difficult Mm -hmm. that you need to talk over, whether they're about the relationship or what you've been dealing with. The the, the kind of worst situation, the worst way to talk about it is both of you sitting down with your energy stagnating, looking at each other. Uh, Oh, okay confronting each other. Okay. Right? right. So if you're walking along side by side, you're literally seeing things the same way. I and see. both of you, because the right arm is swinging with the left leg and vice versa, what that does is it harmonizes the left and right cerebral hemispheres. And that creates a soothing quasi-meditative state. So then you're talking from that more soothed, peaceful place. Right. No, that makes sense. Does that go for bike riding, too? We ride our bikes. Uh, well, bike riding, yeah, you've, you've, got the, you've, got the, you've got the the legs working, but you don't have the arms swinging. Uh-huh. The okay. Okay, cool. All right. But, you know, but if getting out on the bike is what gets you, the main thing is get out, get out. and be right. in, the, in the openness, yeah. Right. Well, and I think that too. In um, now, how do you think it's going on? Do you think people are getting tired of this whole COVID thing? Do you think they're afraid of uh, no police and uh, the protesting going on? I mean, what do you think? We've got about three minutes before we go to break, but what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, it's different. People are, you know, this. When have we had to worry about? Is it okay to send my kids back to school? I know. So so whatever it is, fortunately, the the things that we can do about it are the same no matter what the cause of the fear is. So I try to teach people um, kind of long term things they can do that involve sitting and meditating and also like immediate right on the spot first aid things. I love simple things like breathe through your feet. And this is something we could do right now. Anyone yeah, listening well, to this or watching this? Yeah, yeah, I remember this from your book. This yeah. is awesome. Ta- ta- teach us how to do this. We got about two minutes. Okay. So you pay attention. Just if, as soon as I say soles of your feet, notice you don't have to make any effort. You don't have to concentrate or visualize. Just as soon as I say, hey, the soles of your feet, y- your attention goes to the soles of your feet. Okay, so what we do is with that same easy attention on our next breath as we breathe in, just imagine you're breathing in through the soles of your feet. Okay, so here we go. Breathing in through the soles of your feet and now breathing out through the soles of the feet. Noises are going on in the background. Fine. Thoughts are going on. Fine. And again, breathing in through the soles of the feet. Breathing out through the soles of the feet. Not trying to make anything special happen. Very simple. Again, breathing in through the soles of the feet. Well, breathing out through the soles of the feet. uh, uh, I I feel as you tell me to do that. Of course, I'm high energy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and different people are going to feel different things at different yeah. times. And what you do is, and this is a, a a simple principle in any kind of meditative practice. And this is a meditative practice, which is don't worry about the result. Okay. Don't worry about oh, but it's making me feel like this. Make me. You just do it just and it. and see what happens. Okay. Hey, you guys. We are here today with Dean Slider. He's going to help us fear less, and we're going to talk about. He's going to give us some um, some ideas of what we can do. He just gave us one, which is wonderful. Breathing through our feet. I love that. It kind of does. It does relax you. By the way, I just did this. Yeah. I hope you guys did it with me. Um, this is Nancy Yearout. This is yeah. High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. News Daily reported a story from CareerBuilder that gave some humorous examples of actual job interview blunders. One Boris Norris candidate decided to take off his shoes during the interview. Probably not the best idea, even if you don't have smelly feet or autobromhidrosis. Another job applicant brought a how-to-interview book with him to the interview. Then he asked, what company is this again? And my favorite, the candidate who asked for a sip of the interviewer's coffee. That will cause a latte problems, and also it's a bit bumptious. And finally, one job applicant asked the interviewer if they could wrap it up quickly, because he had another appointment. And a special thanks to our armed forces, men and women serving at home and abroad. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
Hey, this is Nancy Uralt, and welcome back to High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Dean Slider, and we're talking about how to fear less. And I asked Dean on break, um, so if you're not watching me on YouTube um, and, you're watch and you're listening to the podcast, I wanted him to talk about um, where he's from and what's going on. And um, so talk to us about it. You're, you're out in California, yes? Yes, I am in lovely Santa Monica by the sea. What's and happening it's really, in Santa Monica yeah. by the sea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm having my lovely quiet life in my little bungalow under the palm trees. God but, bless you. <laughs> but about, about four blocks away from me is where the city of Venice starts. And uh, there's a lot of homeless encampments there, growing crime. Um, I find it personally, and and my wife and I, as we said, we walk a lot in the neighborhood. And when I'm walking past those those encampments, it's very interesting. It's a good challenge for me to, okay, here's the fear. Here's the, res very honestly, the resentment. I want these people to pull their lives together and right. stop turning my neighborhood into a into a garbage dump. And but it's interesting to watch my mind. Okay, putting out that resentment, putting out and going. Okay, this is not productive. Correct. Right. So, and at the same time, it's it's not. It's frankly not safe to engage with a lot of people because many of them are mentally ill. And I even was to, to ask you that. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of them are mentally ill. Okay. Yeah. And, and so even, you know, making eye contact can get you into a situation that is, is not safe. So right. what I've had to learn to do was, okay, what if I just keep my eyes to myself, keep my eyes downcast a little bit, but, don't let myself fall into being caught up in the resentment and the fear, rather wishing them love, right. wishing them resolution, wishing them clarity and finding their way out of, because they're living in hell. They're living in an, in an inner hell, and I'm seeing the outer representation of it. They're turning the immediate environment into a, a hell that represents the, the psychic landscape that they're stuck in. And I, and I, I That's can't, a good way to put it, just so you know. That's a really interesting way to put that, because it is true. We're working on ourselves. Here you and I are working on our inside, and we've worked on our inside. But they're the mm -hmm. result of not working on the inside and the result of what happens when you don't. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, they're really like the extremes of all the things that, that we deal with. Like, um, am I going to be just caught up in ego, caught up in the sense of being a separate, isolated self? You know, is it my, do I get the biggest piece of pie or does the other person? And when you hear, especially people who are really psychotic street people doing their rants, if you Took, if you deprive them of the word I, they would not be able to do the rant because it's all, this happened to me and then I, don't you hear me? Ba, ba, ba. And it's just, so, okay, what can I learn from that? I, you know, I'm just deeply, right. deeply sorry and compassionate and uh, f that you have to go through this, but at least let me take the lesson and find and dig deeper into how to explode being stuck in my little bubble of I. Right. And I want to back up a little bit. I mean, 
why are these people okay so are these people just out of work because of the covid and so they've decided um they're going to go out there and camp or is this just because people maybe are homeless and they're tired uh, and they see everything going on and they think they can go wherever they want now because it's so much social unrest or why all of a sudden do you i mean what how did they get there that's the part i don't understand yeah, well, I'm not a sociologist, but there is, you, you know, know what I, I, mean? I, I do, I do, I do read the news, and you know, there's people be who can't make their rent now, right, you know, right. who are being evicted. There, right. there, of course, you know, the deepening joblessness, right. uh, the fact that we've got just really nice weather here. Uh, right. I think a, a lot of and and I've actually seen statistics on this. A whole lot of the homeless people that we have here, they've come from places like Minneapolis, where where the okay. winter is snowy, and if they can scrape together enough for a bus ticket, they they come here. We're the last stop before the right. Pacific Ocean. This makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, because I'm just like, wow, this is just crazy. Well, and you talk a lot about, and I want to talk about the heart, because you talk a lot about the heart center. And in your book, you have a whole chapter where you talk about, you know, if you have a broken heart. And um, can you address that a little bit? Just because I feel like these people are hurting with their their heart is hurting. And that's why they're at this place, right? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, And, you know, we again, we're lucky enough to have had mostly the milder doses of what those people have the extreme doses of. So it so it differs in quantity, it differs in severity, but but qualitatively, it's it's the same thing. The feeling of the heart being broke actually if if we really examine the meaning of the word heart, you know, like the heart of the matter, what is the heart of what you are? The mm-hmm. core, you know, that word core is right. from like cora, corazón, it, it, it's the heart. And what we are at our core can never be broken. Right. What we are at our core is not is not our emotions, is not our personal history, is not our thoughts or attitudes. At our core, and this is what all the sages teach us, at our core, we're pure beingness, pure awareness. And no matter what has happened to us, we can dive into that. We can access that. The Buddha called it nirvana. Jesus called it the kingdom of heaven, which is within you. And, And that can never be taken away. Now, Dean, the best way to, you are an expert in this. So when you meditate, that's mm-hmm. when you get to that point. That's when you reach that point. Can you talk about that a little bit? About your yeah, the, sure. Um, and first of all, the, 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 for starters, you, you reach that, you access that when you meditate. But the whole point of it is that more and more you come out with that. The whole point of meditation is ultimately to not have to meditate so that you're walking around in that yeah. all the time. So when you see someone like the Dalai Lama and you go, you know, this guy has dealt with being exiled, his country being overrun and, and you know, his, his, his beloved teachers and family being tortured and executed. Why is he still so steady and happy? Yeah, and, you see and this the joy. is why. The joy is there. Yeah. The joy, the joy is exactly the right word. And, yeah. and nothing needs to 
kill our joy. So the main thing about meditation that people get wrong is that they work at it. They think that it's hard and they think, oh, I have to clear my mind. I have to push away thoughts. Uh, no one can do that. I can't do that. And I've been at this thing for, you know, over 50 years. But the big discovery is you don't have to do that. You, you, you allow the thoughts and the sounds and all that to be like, you know, when you're in a crowded restaurant, back when we used to go to crowded restaurants. Right, right, right. Exactly. When we didn't wear uh, the mask. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and you'd be sitting just quietly enjoying your 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 drink or your 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 meal, maybe having a nice quiet conversation with a friend at your table. And there's conversations going on at all the other forty nine tables, mm -hmm. but that's not a problem. You just don't particularly pay attention to them. Now, if right. suddenly you go, how can I? enjoy my quiet meal when all those people are talking and you walk around trying to shush everyone, then mm -hmm. you've created that problem. Now, that's how most people approach meditation. They think, okay, I have to shush all the thoughts. But what but you do you is don't. you just, you, you don't, you don't worry. You don't worry about it. You just let it be there somewhere in the background and it, and it's fine. So what do you um, recommend? And, and I just want to know this because I've had people on my show. I really like what you're saying today because it makes a whole lot of sense to me because I walk my walk. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I live it just mm -hmm. like you do. Some people don't live it like they may meditate, but then they don't continue after they get up. So mm -hmm. my so I love that you said that because that's so true. So. But the meditation in the morning, which is hard for a lot of people like me who are type A to sit still and do it, mm -hmm. puts you more in the state so that you mm -hmm. can progress on through the day and stay in that state. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, the, the, classic, the classic illustration is it's like taking a piece of white cloth and you dip it into the, the vat of dye and it right. comes out, you know, it's bright, let's say red, and you put right. it in the sun. And they really still do this this way in India. I've seen it. And the sun bleaches out a lot of the color, but it's a little bit of the color remains. Then you dip it again, fade it again, eventually it's permanent bright red. So we dip our nervous system into okay. this place of pure beingness, this kingdom of heaven within. We come right. out and then the, the sun that bleaches it out is the activity. It wears away, but that's supposed to happen. A little bit remains. We go back in. Gotcha. Wow. What a cool way to explain meditation. Thank you. Because I've always had such a hard time and, and I have meditated over the last few years mm -hmm. more than I ever have. Mm -hmm. And it does make a difference. You guys, I just want to say that because even if you have five minutes in the morning, um, we've got about one minute to break here, but even if you just have a few minutes, sit down and quiet your mind and just be still. And it's hard because you, there are things going on around you, but just that few minutes can make a difference. Don't you agree? Yeah. And, and yes, I agree with that, but it's not hard. Uh, you, and in right. fact, I, I, I'd like to invite people to come to my website, uh, Dean Slider. Slider is hard to spell. If you come to deanwords.com, that'll bring you to my site. And I've got resources there, guided meditations, guided oh. quick cures for anxiety. Uh, also, I, I do live Zoom sessions twice a week now during quarantine. So we can it, hook it's up. All for, yeah, we can hook up and it's all free. So awesome. if they come to deanwords.com, they can hook up with all these resources. You guys, check that out. It's called DeanWords.com. Hey, listen, this is Nancy Yearout, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. 
Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. ever check under the bed for monsters when you were a kid? That's what one man from Zimbabwe should have done. When Guy Whittle retired for the evening at the Humani Lodge where he works, he had no clue that an eight-foot crocodile was sleeping under his bed. He got out of bed to eat breakfast and heard one of the housekeepers scream. What's a word for the fear of reptiles? Herpetophobia. Mr. Whittle said that he had previously been sitting on the edge of the bed with his bare feet dangling just centimeters away from the 300-pound croc. Maybe crocodile noses aren't that sensitive after all. What's another word for smelly feet? Podhogramadrosis. To use a term from Shakespeare, these two were strange bedfellows. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire. This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hey, this is Nancy. You're all, God, I'm so excited about our new song, you guys. <laughs> I'm like over here jamming. <laughs> anyway, listen, Dean Slider's with us today, and we're trying to figure out how to fear less and you know Dean we were talking about pets on the break mm-hmm. and um, I was saying you know that animals really kind of help us calm down and you talk about that in your book can you can you address that please yeah I, I used to have a cat actually wonderful cat um, uh, back when I lived in New Jersey and we were raising our kids and this cat her name was Coco and she always knew if any member of the family was sick or was upset, she always went to them and always just sat with them. And somehow she knew that and just she was like a healing cat. It was amazing. Um, I have actually in, in my book, Fear Less, I have a chapter called The Sweetest Dog in the World. Right. 
And what I do there is, imag- is I invite people, whether they actually have a dog or not, to, it, it's a kind of a visualization where you're, you're unpacking, you're unspooling whatever has you upset to the world's best psychotherapist, which is the sweetest dog in the world. I you're love looking. That. You're right. You're looking into those sweet doggy eyes and just letting it, letting whatever you're saying, whatever you're unpacking, just let it be absorbed through those sweet doggy eyes into that sweet doggy heart where it gets just gets silently, you know, exploded into boundless space. Then the second part of the practice is you become the dog. You feel what it's like to be behind those sweet eyes of love. And there, on the other side of the room, is your dear human friend who's talking about all that stuff. And, of course, you don't understand English, so it's just waka, waka, waka to you. But you can understand the upset, and you're taking it into your sweet doggy heart and exploding it. Yeah, exactly. And you're you're just taking that energy and that dark energy and exploding it into light. I like that. That's a really cool practice. So mm-hmm. what else can we do, um, Dean, to, you know, relax? I mean, do you have some more little tips? Like if we're at home and, and we're anxious or if, if we have to go somewhere, um, you know, a lot of people get nervous before they go somewhere or they have an appointment. Right. Um, what do you right. suggest? What do you suggest? Here's, here's, here's a really, a really simple one. And it's good, as you say, to practice this at home. Uh, before the emergency, I always say it's good to do the fire drill before the fire. You've got the tools, you know, right at your fingertips when you need them. Uh, This is one I learned when I used to practice a martial art called Aikido. And I was trying to do this throw, this thing where like I'm repelling multiple attackers and I kept freezing up and my shoulders coming up to my ears and all that. (laughs) And, And my teacher saw me from across the room and he called out, Relax at the moment of contact. And I thought, huh? what the hell is he talking about? How can I do that? And But I said, okay, I'll try it because what I'm doing is not working. So the next time the guy rushed me, instead of tightening up, I <sighs> relaxed. And then suddenly the same throw that I couldn't do before, it was just whooshed like butter, and I was throwing the guy across the room. How crazy. So I, what I've done is take that into the... You know, most of us are not going to be out on the, the mat in a martial arts situation, but we're in the martial art of, of, of life. Right. So the moment of contact is, you know, the whatever, the, the stressed neighbor who's, who's complaining to you about how you've lined up your garbage cans or the potential road rage situation while you're driving or when you're, as you say, you're about to make that difficult phone call you're going for the job interview, whatever it is, at the moment of contact, the moment of confrontation, which is exactly the moment when our habit, our reflex is to tighten up consciously Relax. Do the opposite. And you can use the, the breath as a cue. You can also, you can breathe in and out through the feet to, to help facilitate that. And just that simple thing, just remembering those words and practicing it a few times at home, relax at the moment of contact. I've had more people write to me and tell That's me it. that that simple thing has just changed their life. 
That, well, no, that is life changing because we all, you know, it's just something we do. It's like natural. We tense up, you know? So for you to say, yeah, just relax. Yeah. And you know, I just want to say this too. A lot of times people say, oh, I got to take some medication before I go. And there's all these people on these prescription drugs and stuff and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mm -hmm. breathing techniques and things like what you just explained to us are a nice way. You know what I do before I have to make a tough phone call. I just wanted to add this. Or if I have to go into a tough meeting, it's I say a prayer. I do Mm -hmm. before I go. Mm -hmm. I just say, hey, God, you know, give me the the words I need to say every time I, I need to speak or something like that. And, and it kind of relaxes me because I, I kind of turn it over to a higher power, if that makes sense. So, yeah, you know, what, what whatever works for you, to me, rule one is whatever gets you through the night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You do. Now, you do a lot of these meditations. You were talking, you have a bunch on your website. So are you doing like live Zoom things where people can work with you or how? tell us what you're doing, Dean? Y- yes. So uh, twice a week on Tuesdays and, and Thursdays, and they're at... Um, California time, Tuesday is 7.30 p.m., Thursday is 4.30 p.m., so that makes Thursday 7.30 p.m. East Coast time, uh, which is a little more East Coast friendly. Um, People just join, and I lead the meditation together, and it's really great. We've got people from all over the country. Sometimes we get people from from other countries. I've been getting people from Mexico, Australia, and... Uh, and there's there's I guide the meditation and then there's discussion and people bring up all, all kinds of things. So if people go to my website, which okay. again is deanwords.com. Deanwords.com. Okay. Yeah. They can yeah. find and you can, okay. they can find me there. And if they just uh, sign up to get on my mailing list and, you know, I, I don't charge any money for this. I don't sell your email or anything like that. And then every Tuesday morning you receive a, a, a quick newsletter with the invitation and the, the links to that. The links to go. I may do this. Yeah. Cause I like meditating with other people and it's hard right now. So this would be a really fun thing. I may join you. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a and, and I get, so, and, and I get so many people who come on and say, I've been trying to meditate for years. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, I've been very fortunate because early in my meditation career, and you know, I started this stuff in the in the Lyndon Johnson administration, um, th- that um, uh, I've been so fortunate that early in my career, I found teachers who taught me one very crucial thing that people miss, which is any effort to create a non-agitated state of mind is a form of agitation. So, All right, you hear that? Yeah. You hear that? That's yeah. that's. So when people say, "Well, I tried to meditate, but it was hard," I go, "No, no, no, no. You tried to meditate, and therefore it was hard." And what I do is I just show people how to let go of trying. I just, but the way I guide the meditation, uh, and frankly, there's not a lot of people who really get the subtlety of, of, of in, in teaching of how to do this. I just delicately pull that rug of effort out from under people and they go, Oh, then you just kind of go into free fall. 
Yeah, and oh, I know exactly what you're saying because I was one of those who tried for years and years and years to meditate mm -hmm. and I couldn't. Yeah. I was like so hyper. And then finally, I just taught myself. I, and like you said, everybody's got their own unique way of doing it. I mm -hmm. listened to some guided meditations, which actually helps you when you listen to somebody and somebody else is there, then it's not so difficult. Yeah. Then you feel yeah, like just, good, this yeah, then there, there's a sense, there's a sense right. that someone else is driving the bus. I can just right. relax back in my seat. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, listen, um, you talk about um, a couple other things in the book that I wanted to address. Um, one is uh, believing is seeing. Um, you have a chapter on that. Can you address that a little bit? Um, you talk about the, the eyes are the window to the soul. And, and in your eyes, you say the glow can show in the eyes and the eyes are the window to the soul. Um, you talk a lot about people's eyes and and. Address that yeah. a little bit, because I think that's a cool chapter in your book. Yeah, the, you know, and and that that line, the eyes are the 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 windows to the soul. Uh, you know, it's not just lovely poetry; it is a lovely poetic expression, but it's also the truth, neuro, neurologically <laughs> true. You know, right. the connection of the of the nerves from the eyes to the brain is is very short, right. and. Uh, one very simple way to to call it meditation, call it just you know cooling your jets, uh, to do it for with, that works for a lot of people, is to have a picture around of. I mean, you can see behind me, I've got uh, some some figures and some pictures of some of my teachers or. Uh, you know, enlightened people, people like the Buddha. It, for some people, it could be having an image of Jesus or the Blessed Virgin. Uh, right. There's a famous picture of Sri. Uh, I'll get him on the after the next break. Sri okay. Ramana Maharshi. There's this very famous picture, and a whole lot of people they see that photo, they see those eyes, and they go, "Oh, that brings me right home, oh, right wow. home within myself." So there's a connection. Is what you're saying? Yeah, actually. At this moment, I am being the magical elves who run things here. One of them has just handed me that photo. Oh, so look, look at those eyes. Yeah. yeah, look at his eyes. See, you yep, can tell there it is. somebody and he's in light. He looks joyful. See how joyful he looks? Yes. Yeah, wow. joyful and completely at peace. But that's a mirror of yourself. That is a mirror yeah. of your of your true self. That is what you are not what you have to become or find. It's what you are right now Already. underneath Already. underneath the layers of of fear and all the stories hey, and all the yada, yada, yada. Right. And that's that's there right now. It's just that he peeled back the layers. Right. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. Too. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you guys, we're here today with Dean Slider, and we're talking about how to fear less. And we're, he's given us some wonderful um, ideas on meditation. And this is Nancy Ira. We'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at... 
free gift from Joyce.com. walked into a room on a mission to get something and totally forgot what you went in there for? I do it all the time, which makes me feel like a total sieve head, as the Brits would say. Some might blame it on old age, but a recent study reported in the Quarterly Journal of Experimental Psychology suggests the simple act of passing through a doorway causes memory lapses. It appears the brain regards a doorway as an event boundary and effectively files away whatever you were thinking about as soon as you step through. What's a word for the feeling your thoughts are being stolen? Nucleptia. So, what's the solution? Try carrying an object that reminds you of the task. For example, if you go into another room to get a pair of scissors, carry the object you want to cut. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hey, it's Nancy Yearout, and welcome back. I'm here today with Dean Slider, and we're talking about how to fear less. And, Dean, in your book, you know, I wanted to talk about this real quick. There's so many notes I wrote down, by the way. But um, one thing you talk about is thought bubbles, and this really hit home because I've. I, it's hard for some people to, to like, not – I don't know how to put this um, – to get rid of some thoughts, I guess I should say, to get rid of the bad thoughts. And I thought, well, the thought bubbles was a cool way to do that. So can you explain how to do that? Yeah, that's a technique. I've, I've got a chapter there on specialized techniques for going to sleep, for people who are having trouble sleeping. And, and one of them is to um, not try to get rid of the thoughts. Again, you know, as I said in the last segment, trying to get rid of thoughts, trying to create a non-agitated state of mind is a form of agitation. You wind up chasing your tail. But if you can say, okay, the thoughts are there, but think of them like, you know, in a comic strip. Each one is in a little bubble. Right. And, the, and the, the bubbles are just drifting by. And there's a few ways you can use this. Say, okay, the, the, the bubbles are drifting by just just let them drift. And then I've got a thing in there where you can, okay, then there's a big bubble that is, it's a bubble, but there's nothing inside it. And it goes and it, it gobbles up one at a time, just gently gobbles up the other bubbles. And, and that's, a, that, that's a good one for doing, again, that's specialized for, for falling asleep at night. Now, during the day, during, you know, when we're really facing stuff, mm-hmm. I, I want to point, I want to bring up another thing, and I've got a whole chapter about this because it's, it's so useful for people. Okay. And, and very simply, in three words, Relax your grip. Relax okay. your grip. Okay. And what I suggest people do is take some object. You know, you can take a, a you take a tennis ball or an orange or you know I've got this this thing here mm-hmm. that I use for ringing my bell, and and grip it really hard. 
and walk around your room, you know, looking at the pictures, looking out the window, looking whatever's there. So you experience whatever you experience, but it's all like colored by that feeling of tension because you're gripping the object so hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now do the same thing and relax your grip. So now you're walking around the room, looking at the same things, but now instead of being filtered through that stress, it's Mm -hmm. being filtered through this relaxation. Now, this, the object that you're gripping in this case stands for whatever we tend to be gripping with our mind, the thing you're worried about, the thing that you're afraid of, the thing that's making you feel sad, distressed. And our tendency is to grip the very thing that is is you know causing the the unhappiness. So oh, you're exactly right. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So we so you practice first with the physical object, then okay. you practice with the the internal thing, the worry, whatever it is. The thing comes up, right? Like oh, I, I, how am I going to pay my rent this month? And you see how you grip it. Don't try to get rid of that. Don't try to push it away. So okay. you see, if I try to push the object away, that's just another form of holding on to it. Okay. Okay. But it said, if you relax your grip on it, it doesn't have to go away. Now, walking around the room, that represents just going through your life. All the same things are there. The same situation is there, but now it's not filtered through stress. It's filtered through this open, relaxed frame of mind and frame of heart. And it's a completely different uh, experience. No, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. Thank you. That's a really cool one. You know, you talk yeah. about smartphone smartphone addiction. I see that everywhere. Yeah. Can you talk about yep. that a little bit? Yeah. Because it's affecting yeah. us. It affects, you know, I will say, and I, I hate to even admit this, but I, I'm honest, so I'm going to tell you, I'm on my phone way more than I think I should be. I mean, I'm always you know, mm-hmm. checking my email, looking at my Facebook, you know, checking out my YouTube, you know, do we have more fun? Hey, you guys, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But I mean, you know, you get programmed and it's like, if you don't have it, you're like, oh my God, I'm addicted to it. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? You start to panic. So, I mean, it's crazy. Talk to us about this. What do we do? Right, right, right. Right. But first, let me say, let me say and subscribe to my YouTube channel. (laughs) Uh, Because you got to subscribe to his YouTube channel. What is it? Yeah. It, uh, well, it's it's it. The the best way to find it because my name's impossible to spell is you go to my website and there's a place where it'll lead you to to the to the YouTube channel. If you go to <laughs> deanonyoutube.com, it'll take you straight there. But all those Zoom sessions, right. especially for people that the the time slots don't work for you with whatever time zone you're in or whatever right. your schedule is, I'm right. archiving sessions on oh, my cool. YouTube channel. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll subscribe to your deal if you subscribe to me. <laughs> Fair, fair is fair. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, uh, smartphone addiction. Talk to me about this iPhone, because here we are. I've got my iPhone. It's sitting right, right here. Okay. First of all, we have to acknowledge these are miraculous devices. The sure. fact that you can have this shiny magic shingle that fits in your pocket and you can pull it out, it'll translate stuff into any, into or out of any language for you. Right. You can communicate with people all over the world. You essentially access all knowledge. It's fantastic. I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I love the fact I just had a new grandbaby and, you know, my daughter just sent me the latest photos. 
It's, yeah. fa- it's fantastic. I, so, I uh, so that's great. Having said that, the things become the, the instant distraction of choice because we, what, what they do, it, what we need to find out is that it's okay to just be. I like that. Yeah. That's the essence of meditation. The essence of meditation is I don't have to be pursuing thoughts. I don't have to be getting rid of thoughts. I don't have to clear my mind. I I just, however things are right now, you know, they, they say it's recorded that the first words of the Buddha after he spent 49 days and nights sitting under the fig tree and finally fully awakened, and his first words weren't, how wonderful, how wonderful I got rid of my thoughts, or how wonderful, how wonderful I'm going to change everything. He said, how wonderful, how wonderful everything is enlightenment just as it is, right? Right. Just as it is. So if you're standing in line, because these days, if you're standing in line at the pharmacy, you're standing in your socially distanced line. Yes, you're six feet apart from the other person. And you're going, and you know, so standing in line at the pharmacy is everyone's unfavorite thing. It's so, you know, so you instantly, okay, it's going to be more entertaining. Let me check. Oh, you're kind of disappointed. You don't have a new email. Well, let me swipe to the right and see what the latest news headlines are. Anything to distract me from the fact that I'm just standing here. So the next time you're in that situation, what you do is when you're going to see automatically your hand going to your pocket to whip out the cell phone, mm-hmm. don't, don't do it. Now, the thing to know here is when that happens, you're going to feel this wave of anxiety. Start I going, know. Oh, but, but, but what if there's a, but, 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 but. I know. What if there's a voicemail or a message or a text? Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and if I don't get it right now, my head will explode. So. So what you do is it's just important to know in advance that wave of anxiety is going to happen. Just tie yourself to the mast, let that wave crash over you, and then you discover on the other side of that wave is something called peace, is something called being at peace, being okay with just being no matter what's going on. Just the fact that you're standing there in the line at the pharmacy, it's fine. And then that's the drill for being at peace. You know, frankly, there's a whole lot of people in the world, and I've seen them, people living in in just squalor in the streets of, of Benares and more and more now living in squalor in the streets of Venice, California, who they would do anything to be able to stand in line at a nice, clean peaceful pharmacy, right? So, so that's a good problem. But you're practicing finding that okayness, finding that okayness with just being for when the serious problematic stuff comes up, which it will. Well, you know, and as you're talking about this, I'm thinking technology has really ruined her humanity because if we didn't have these cell phones, we would go within. We'd actually, you know, take the time and be more peaceful. But it almost seems like it's a distraction for everyone. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's not the technology itself. It's, it's what we do with it. You know, and, the, and and look, without the technology, you and I couldn't be doing this right now. And I, 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 I got to feel this is a good thing. 
It's a catch-22, isn't it? It's funny. Um, we've mm-hmm. got a couple minutes before um, the end of the show. Give us another, um, what else can we do if, you know, if we're getting, if we're anxious and we have anxiety mm-hmm. and we're worried yeah. about stuff? Do you have Yeah, one of my very, fa- one of my very favorite share- things. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a chapter in, in the book uh, titled, okay. Would It Help? Okay. Would it help? And this actually comes from a movie, I think it was 2015 movie with uh, Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance called Bridge of Spies. Okay. And it was based on the true story of a Soviet spy during the Cold War who was captured in New York. He's on trial for his life. And Tom Hanks plays his lawyer. And, and Tom Hanks says to him, you know, don't talk to anyone else. Don't trust anyone. The Americans and the Russians, everyone wants to send you to the electric chair. You're a very inconvenient person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so this is it. You're you're in danger of losing your life. And and the spy played by Mark Rylance thinks for a moment and he kind of shrugs and he says, OK. <laughs> and Tom Hanks says, you don't sound worried. And he says, would it help? <laughs> so so there's your mantra right there would it help a lot of people feel if they're not worrying they're they're being flaky they're not being conscientious like the more i worry the more that's going to help solve the problem well, we're, programmed. But, we're programmed like that aren't we pretty much um well we programmed ourselves oh, okay yeah. and 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 got good and not me I've I've unprogrammed that. I've deprogrammed there you go. that. We gotta unprogram. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's and it's not that hard. So so you know, little catchy phrases like this, like the next time you find and and watch other people doing it. Watch the negative examples when you watch other people. Uh, just worrying about, oh, just running around like chickens with their heads cut off about the thing. And you, it's easier to see in them that that not only doesn't help the problem, it's using energy. It's an excuse. It's an alternative right. to doing right. something constructive. And once right. you observe it in other people, it's easier to see it in yourself and then see, let me just let go of this. Let me try. It's so yeah, much hey, more Dean, comfortable. we got to get out of here. We're like 15 seconds till we're going. Hey, thank you for coming on today. You guys, his book is called Fearless. It's by Dean Slider. I'm sure you can get this on Amazon. Check out his website. It's deanwords.com. This is Nancy Yearout. I'll see you next week. Can achieve Let's hit the Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how